from VentureX Studios, it's JP, Kathy, and the crew. Well, happy Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? Yes, it's Wednesday, the Wednesday before Veterans Day, and we are very excited to invite you to our second, um, oh, baby Yoda fell down, to our second annual uh, J.P. Kathy and the Crew Veterans Day Telethon. Um, Chuck Wright will be in studio with me tomorrow from Kilroy's Conversation. We've got a number of veterans who will be in studio or Zooming in and um, telling us about their um, service to our country. So make sure you tune in from 9 to 3 tomorrow here at Venture X um, in Frisco. Very, very exciting. And then um, and Jeremiah will be coming in first thing tomorrow morning when we start. Um, and talking about and inviting you to a, a Veterans Day happy hour where they're going to be celebrating veterans here at Venture X after our show. So good times, uh, lots to celebrate with our veterans. Uh, we, we've, we owe them a debt of gratitude and we need to um, uh, react accordingly and, um, and you know, take care of them tomorrow. If you've got a chance to, to donate to an organization, and we've got a homeless veterans organization that our um, uh, fundraising efforts are going towards this year. Uh, there are people in need, really desperately in need. So just um, reach deep, and if you can give $5 or $500, we'll take it. Um, Dr. B. Good, I am... Ironically, we're talking about digital detox while I've got a tablet in front of me and a phone in front of me and have been on both of those and a laptop this morning. So um, talk about digital detox. So does that mean just one device at a time, not three at a time? <laughs> so, you know, we're still learning. Even though we feel like computers have been around a while, we're still learning about the impact that it's having on us as adults and us as children, right? Yes. So adults have... Um, they, they spend like eight hours, an average of eight hours a day. And that sounds a little low, frankly, to me. But um, within that eight hours is included three hours and 13 minutes of smartphone use, which for me would be, oh, man, I don't use a laptop. I use everything on my, you know, 12, now close right. to 13 Pro. But um, that's up from two hours and 45 minutes from the year before. So we're, we are increasing our time on our computers. And there are some very negative effects that happen when you spend too much time. And the more that they study this, the more we have the understanding that our sleep patterns are being disrupted. We have um, retinal damage that's being done by the blue Ooh. light that's emitted from our smartphones and our, our laptops. We have um, less time spent in REM and slow wave sleep. And so this, this, these are serious implications. Kids, the same kids are spending, it says four to six hours. I you know, I think we could all say that it, that might be more in some cases, especially now that schools are tending to use the devices more. And I think that's something we really have to look at. I know that when I've been visiting schools, um, we we are depending way too much on device learning since the pandemic, even now that they're back in school. So um, that's something I bet that we're going to see. Um, being talked about more and how we can get back to more natural teaching. But um, there's even an article about using tech in the toilet may lead to constipation and hemorrhoids. Wait, that wait, okay. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're going to have to repeat that one because I'm thinking I heard that correctly. Of course, I've had no coffee today, just a little bit of green tea. So did you say use of your smartphone in the bathroom is causing health issues? Yes. 
and I'll, I'll, you know, wow. I'll post a link to that. Wow. <laughs> yes. Please do. Yes. How, <laughs> that's how dangerous this is getting. And so what do we do about it, right? Um, well, we need to go through a digital detox. And first of all, we need to admit that we are doing this to ourselves. And to our families, we're allowing our kids maybe too much time. And so digital detox means looking at the time spent and saying, how can I cut back? How can we as a family cut back? There are also studies done by our one of our now favorite organizations, the National Alliance for Mental Illness. Right. Uh, unfortunately, I know way too much about. Right. And right. that uh, device device use is causing an increase in uh depression and anxiety there's a, a, a new social um anxiety disorder which is f-o-m-o fear of missing out that's caused by oh yeah that was being, a big uh, millennial yeah. term yes yes so so we if we will admit to ourselves that maybe we do spend too much time on our smartphones and our laptops then how can we make it a point and be strategic in detoxing from it. Well, one of the things that that we have to do is say, okay, where can we cut back? Can I, uh, if I know that I'm going to be on my computer at work, then maybe I need to say to myself, I will stay off my smartphone, except maybe, you know, 30 minutes every two or three hours to check my text or, and something, but it has to be a family thing. Because I know we've all gotten very reliant on texting as our means of communication, right? Oh, oh uh, my goodness. I, I, I just think back to how... Um uh, you know, I, gosh, I think back to my childhood, it would have been so much easier to be able to, t- instead of, you know, panicking and driving 90 miles an hour to get home by curfew, I could have texted, you know, uh, my mom or dad and said, um, and driven at a much safer speed and said, I'm going to be five minutes past curfew because I had to stop and get gas or because I had to drop a friend off and their parents were not any, you know, any number of things. I know my kids and I um, have relied heavily on um, texting over the years and it's a way for them to check in. I even, I have a safe word for the kids. Um, You know, and I remember my daughter when she would babysit, I would be like, so, you know, what's the word meaning tell me the safe word. So I knew she was safe over at the place she was babysitting with the kids and she would text me the word and that was a huge peace of mind right and so a family especially with the kids who already have phones need to come up with a family plan and again this leads to my constant um, message about family communication right we can't communicate enough with our kids and so coming up with a family plan about admitting you know using these numbers gosh adults eight hours kids four out four to six hours really um and maybe having the kids talk about how much time they're spending at school on their devices maybe that's a conversation we need to have with the school if our kids are coming home and saying most of my classes are spent online now even though i have a teacher in front of me that's a conversation we might want to have with our schools so uh, but family plan about digital detox what's our plan how can we spend more time outside when we walk together, because how many of us have seen or been guilty of, yeah, well, gosh, we self-righteously went on a walk. And what did we do? We stared at our phone the whole time we were walking, right? Uh, um, yes. Yes. <laughs> so much for looking at nature, you know. <laughs> and so I would encourage families, encourage everyone to first admit that we have a problem, right? That's, that's half of the, the, yes. the thing to do. 
And then what are we going to do to start detoxing from this digital addiction that we have? And, and very few of us don't have this addiction, myself included, by the way. Um, it's, it's always good for me to um, go on walks. And what I do is I'll, I'll listen to a book. I don't feel like that's the same because I'm not looking at my device. I'm listening to a book. That's the right. only time I get to read is when I'm walking and uh, or driving and I'm listening to the you know the next book on whatever interests me. Uh, you know that it's really important. As more studies come out about our mental health and about the need to have better sleep patterns, yes, our device seems to be part of the problem. So. You know, and it's interesting that um, you had mentioned, I think you were the one who may have mentioned uh, about the blue light. I I, want to say even even a couple of years ago, you were you were on top of that. And so I ended up I know I am I have certain hours of, um, you know, at a certain point in the night, my it my and you can see I mean, there's a definite change in the color on my tablet and my phone um, because it. You, you do hear a lot about that, and, and especially, you know, I mean, I, I wear glasses and stuff, and the older you get, the worse your eyes get. Um, and so I, I that's something that I've paid attention to. I know that's been something that's out there. Now, I didn't realize it was, like, causing retinal damage. I, some of the physical things that this digital world causes, and again, you know, you, you, you trade things off. It's very convenient. It's very nice to be able to, you know, see, you know, you know, Check in with your family members. Um, you know, stay in touch with um, with older family members or maybe family members who can't travel, and you can FaceTime with them and things of this nature. And you know, so nobody feels like they're missing out on anything. The FOMA that you've you've spoken about, um, but but at some point, okay, if we're and I I think I'm with you. If if I'm walking or if or people who use um, my knees will no longer let me jog, but um, you know I see people out jogging and they've got their their um, you know earbuds in. That to me that's different from that's just like back in the day when you had a Walkman. But it's the you're sitting down on the couch and what I've found is I have to take my phone, turn my um, and I've, I've started trying to do this several times a day, and especially later at night, turn my volume down um, and then put my phone aside, like physically where I would have to get up to go get to it. Like if, if we're in watching TV in the family room, put it on the kitchen table or something like that. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm busting myself here. That is hard to do. I'll find myself going in to, to grab, you know, something to drink. And then being like, well, just look at my phone real quick. And next thing you know, it's with me sitting right there while we're in the family room together. You know, so, guys, yes, do we need a digital detox? But are we to the point where we are so dependent in society just for we love that instant news? You know, boy, I love to see, hey, does does somebody have a new puppy on Facebook? (laughs) You know, I, you know, and you just it's just so hard. Are we to a point where? We can't turn it back. And then you've got the kids who play the games. Heck, I even play a couple of games on on my devices. Um, Are we to a point where it's just become such a part of us that a digital detox, unless you're in the hospital for surgery and the doctor says you can't have your phone in the recovery room, are are we past the point of even being able to do it realistically? So I challenge parents to... 
especially with themselves and with kids, to put the devices down. Speaking of digital, I think we're having a little bit of a trouble with your um, connection there. Can you hear me now? Oh, so, much better, much better. Yeah. So encourage parents and, and kids to use a book an hour before bed. Don't use your device to read yeah. a book an hour before bed. A real book use with pages, book. with pages yes. that you turn. <laughs> yes. yes. Remember or, those? Or <laughs> well, yes. So, um, again, I'm bringing it to everyone's attention. I'm putting out the challenge. Do you need yeah. to be digitally detoxed and so forth? So uh, we'll talk more about that on Sunday. But we're also going to talk about an interesting article I found. You know, there's such a thing as cognitive scientists. And there's a magazine uh, journal called Cognitive uh, Journal, and there's a study out about how adults learn differently than children. And I found that fascinating because, you know, they, they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. You can, but you just have to do it in a different way. Yes. And so we'll explore that. We will explore that a little bit more deeply. And, and then we're going to touch a little bit on gratitude. If you'll remember, we've done this before around Thanksgiving, the need to show gratitude and to feel gratitude really helps our mental health. So we'll touch on those three things on Sunday. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, with, um, with the gratitude thing, it's interesting. Um, I've seen, and again, digital going back to Facebook um, and some of the social media sites. Um, I have a few friends who are doing like 30 days of gratitude or, you know, 10 days of gratitude at, it's a, some, some one of those challenges out there to say what you're thankful for. And, um, and Dr. Good, I, and I know you, you're, you're very, very much into the mental health side of things. We have gotten to where we're so quick to just dump and just, you know, say negative things on social media. And it used to be, and this is interesting, um, you know, John, JP and I used to talk about this and then, and I know you've been in on this conversation with us before, even back in our radio days. And um, that was, we used to bust chops of the kids and said, parents, you've got to get your kids under control. You know, there, you've got kids who are bullying online 24 seven. You've got kids who never, you know, back in the day, you got a break if you, if you um, bullied, um, you know, you, you were only bullying getting bullied, not that that was good, but until 3.30 and then on the weekend and at night, at least you had a little, you know, respite from reprieve from the, from the bullying. But then now it's, it's all the time. And we were talking about teenagers and preteens having these issues. And now I see adults are just as bad nowadays, if not worse. And, and I've really noticed it since the pandemic. And I think that probably has something to do with the fact that there's so much negativity out there. Um, you know, it, Maybe maybe you could start this on your show. Maybe we could do it on this show, too, as well. You know, challenge yourself that if you're kind of like the old, you know, adage my mom always said, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. And boy, the older I get, the more I try to live by that. And that, it, it, you know, put something out there. Hey, thank you for your friendship. Or thank you for posting such a lovely picture of your grandchild. Or, um, I, you know, that, that gratitude, it's for the, it, it makes the other person, like when you're on the receiving end of it, it feels amazing. But I think for yeah. the giver as well. I mean, what are your thoughts? Because you're on social media as well, you know, with all your businesses and things. What are your thoughts about the negativity that you see out there? Well, it's got to a ridiculous point, and I'll give you a real-life example. We had a staff member at Legacy that was 
hit by a parent in by, with a car yesterday. And we had another parent who was very angry at the principal because he did not allow her to bring in hot Cheetos and energy drinks into uh, lunch for her, for her child and for several other kids. We just don't allow that. Right. And so she went online last night and posted a very negative review about well, this school is terrible, that a staff member got hit by a parent, and they have uh, terrible meals. They won't let me bring lunch into my child. And so define it, terrible terrible know, meals to me an energy drink has no place with anybody and, and under the age of 18 yeah yeah you've talked about and, the and horrors so, of those <laughs> and so here we have a parent who was denied um something right and, and turned the fact that a parent hit a staff member she's fine but right into a negative on the school i mean that's that's how Listen, the views are getting now. Parent actually posts that it was almost like the school's fault that a parent hit a staff member. The staff member was just walking across the street to work, and the staff member, uh, the parent was on the phone and let the car move before the eyes came up from the phone. And and, and yet it's it's turned into now a negative review where uh, the the superintendent there is having parents write positive things to sort of try to bury that ridiculous right. thing. But still, that's how silly this has gotten. Yeah, and and that's and again, I think it's one of those things. I always, you know, when I'm when I'm trying to coach people and I'm trying to say, hey, okay, you know, if this were a situation, would you go up to that person and say what you are about to write? Would you say that to their face? And a lot of times, the answer is no. But it's so easy because, hey, well, like you said, somebody's in their own bathroom typing out some response on social media. And so, I, you know, I think it's it's one of the, um, oh, what's that saying? And I always mess all these these old sayings up. Um, something like a pound of measure. Well, I know there's cut, measure twice, cut once. But what's what's the other, like a pound of something? You know, right. I can't remember. Anyway, it'll come to me at 2 uh, o'clock I, in the morning. But I, if you can't say anything nice, right? Yeah. If you can't say anything nice, don't write it. Don't yes, write it. Don't yes. Post it. And keep scrolling. That's my big thing is keep scrolling. Don't yes. judge. Don't write. Don't give your opinion. Just yep. if you don't like what you read, Roll by. And, you know, and it's interesting with um, the the algorithms, and, and then I'll let you go because I know yeah. you're on the road, but the, the algorithms on Facebook, I got to where I was only responding to things about, like, people's babies, puppies, kittens, and and <laughs> Jesus. And so it's funny. So for, for the longest time, really, those are the only kinds of things that came up in my news feed. And I was like... Now, this is a lovely day. <laughs> you know, all I have to do is like <laughs> pictures of Jesus, puppies, kittens, and babies, and it's all good. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, thanks, yeah, Dr. Dr. Be Good. We, uh, we appreciate you. We look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Sunday at 8. All Talk right. Sunday, 8 to 8.30. Bye-bye. Thanks, Dr. Good. We appreciate you. Travel safely. Um, you've got Thank Dr. You. Be Good. Um, ask Dr. Be Good at um, 8.30, or no, I'm sorry, 8 to 8.30 on every Sunday morning live. And then you can, can catch her rebroadcast. Of course, you can go to her social media pages and catch past shows. Um, lots of good information on education, uh, on just kids in general, how to take care of folks. So um, uh, just just good, just good stuff. So, uh, so tune in. I, I, I'm finding this fascinating, and I've I've got to go to the the part of her. And and um, if you will let me know, um, uh, Brett, when we've got Congressman um, Taylor, he should be coming in studio any any second here. So we've got Congressman Taylor coming in studio, and I'm very anxious to hear from him. He's got. Um, 
several things, again, just from from Washington, D.C., that are being proposed that he's fighting against uh, that, that, that are just, uh, just unbelievable, just unbelievable. But, um, anyways, and, and in the meantime, wanted to give y'all an update. Um, JP's dad is still in the hospital. Um, so far things are going well. Um, surgery went well. Um, they're finding some better ways, I believe, to deal with his, um, his heart issues. And so we're really, really, um, really, uh, happy that prayers are being answered. So again, we, we just ask if you will please, please, please continue to pray for, um, uh, for JP's dad, Stan, like Stan the man, as we call him, um, just, uh, want to make sure that his neurological workup and, um, the continued heart, uh, heart tests that they're running go well, that his infection, um, continues to trend in the right direction of healing. So we do really appreciate prayers for that. And then tomorrow, Super, super excited about tomorrow. We've got um, Chuck Wright will be in studio with me, of course, Andrew White, who is also with Kilroy's Conversation, and then JP um, for, uh, remotely um, will be chiming in with us from time to time. We've got a number of a number of folks who are going to be um, coming in studio or that um, Chuck and I will be interviewing. Um, Greg Gadson, um, just uh, some some great folks. I believe we've got um, Rob Altman and John Keating here from the city of Plain or city of Frisco. Oh gosh, I almost said city of Plano. I'm getting in trouble for that. Um, just a number of folks who will be um, stopping by or um, we will be interviewing and just um, really this is this is an um, opportunity for you to show respect and um, your admiration and just your appreciation for veterans. If you are a veteran and you're a member of the crew and you would like to zoom in and say hi to everybody, um, ping me on, um, I think, go through Facebook Messenger. A lot of you have my cell phone number or just text me and I'll shoot you the link for our show tomorrow. And I think, Brett, is that the link that you sent me last night? Is that the correct link? So I want to make sure I'm sharing out the right thing for, for people. He's, he's like, okay. Everybody, everybody gets very nervous when I start using technology, as well they should. Um, so anyways, we just, we very much look forward to, um, to having a really good, uh, really good day for, for Veterans Day and very excited about that. Um, I have got an event that I would like to talk about. Um, let's see, I'm going to pull this up, of course, on social media. So we have got, uh, oh, here it is. Okay. And, um, I am. I'm really excited about this um, because this is one of my uh, best friends who um, this is her father who is being honored. So uh, today at 1145, from 1145 until 1 p.m., join out at Plano Flags of Honor, and that's out at Oak Point Park in East Plano, right over off Spring Creek. There are a thousand, um, you know, regulation size American flags out there, so you cannot miss it. Um Plano Flags of Honor, will. Um, there will be a POW medal presentation. As a matter of fact, Congressman Van Taylor will be the one doing that. This will be honoring First Lieutenant William Jennings Bryan Duncan. Um, this is going to be a very special, uh, special presentation. Um, uh, uh, this individual, this POW who we are going to be honoring today, who Congressman Taylor is going to be honoring and um, 
and those of us are going to be paying our respects to, um, was part of the um, Bataan Death March. So this is extremely important to this family, and we're just really wanting to uh, make sure that there's a good turnout. I know there's supposed to be possible possibility of storms, but there is a tent out there. We're hoping the storms will hold off till a little bit later today. So um, just uh, get on out to Plano Flags of Honor. That is at 2801 East Spring Creek Parkway, Plano, Texas, 75074. Um, and, and of course, and I'm going to encourage you to go on to Plano Flags of Honor and to um, uh, Plano Flags of Honor and uh, their Facebook page, or you can go to their website, planoflagsofhonor.com, and check that out. And, you know, definitely go out. And it, I mean, it's open 24 7 throughout this whole week unbelievable events going on all the time but if you've got any any chance at all to break away during lunchtime today from 11 45 until one like i said a pow medal representation in honor of first lieutenant william jennings brian duncan by congressman van taylor so we're really really excited about that um, can y'all can you send a message up front i'm wondering if um if the congressman's uh stuck at the at the security door so we're going to make sure we see if he's out there um okay um let, let's see i'm i'm umming a lot today <laughs> today because i haven't had enough caffeine uh let's see i wanted to see if we've got anybody commenting on our feed today um oh good morning to susan schuler oh yeah susan um we're, we're hoping i'm wondering if we can get miss texas in studio one more time before she um leaves for Miss America. This is the 100th year anniversary for um, the Miss America competition, and we're super, super excited that we have got um, Mallory Fuller, who we just think the world of, and we're cheering her on as Miss Texas and hoping that she will become Miss America. Um, I, I think she's got a great chance. Of course, I'm extremely biased, so there you go. But um, uh, yeah, so Susan, if she can get it, if we can get her in um, studio uh, one more time before she leaves, even if she zooms, because I'd promised the crew that before she went to Miss America, they could hear her play the fiddle one more time. So um, so let us know about that. And, and yes, that's at 11.45 today. Um, I would suggest getting out there just a little bit early in case of weather. And Karis, yes, Plano Flags of Honor is amazing. And speaking of amazing, we've got a great public servant, a great servant leader here in studio. Congressman Van Taylor, how are you today? Kathy, good morning, good morning, and good morning. There you go. I love it. I love it. Well, it's good to see you. It's good to see you again. Good to see you. And I'll get to see you a little bit later on today. I know you've got a very busy couple of days um, here in district. And aren't you happy to be in the district and be out of D.C.? So glad. (laughs) I mean, we've got so much we can talk about. We can talk about, you know, reconciliation. We can talk about and as a matter of fact, I, I sent you, um, um, Brett, if you can pull this up before we even get started. I saw, I knew you were coming in studio today, and thank you so much for being here. Sure. Um, I saw this um, post on Facebook. Um, that, okay, so let's let's read this. Can we put this on the screen for wow. the crew to see? And I thought this was so powerful, and it made me think about your conversation with us. And we want to hear more on this because this is still making news. But this says, hey, hey, Joe, we were separated from our families. And, of course, this is a group of soldiers, you know, coming back from the battlefield. Can we each get $450,000? I thought that was pretty powerful with... You know, hey, if you're an illegal immigrant and you come over and you jaywalk and you're separated from your family, they can get almost a half a million dollars. So what about our our 
you know, American soldiers who have spent time away. And again, you can't make this up, Congressman. You can't no. make this kind of stuff you up. You can't make it up. No. So is I, this still being talked about? Well, you know, it's... Uh, not you, this, not this. A, we, we would be supportive of soldiers' families yeah. getting money. We're not supportive of somebody who doesn't even live here getting money. Yeah, it, it's, it's shocking and insulting, I think, to every... At least to me as a Marine, you know, when I was you know, overseas in Iraq and, you know, one of my uh, fellow Marines or service members was killed. Yeah. The family, we got a hundred thousand dollar, de- you know, death benefit. Yeah. Uh, and you think about this and you're saying, Hey, we'll give $450,000 to people who are alive well and came here illegally. Yeah. Uh, who, uh, you know, it's just, it's absolutely shocking. And, and, and when this report first came out, it was actually reported by the wall street journal. Right. Uh, and the president was asked about it when he was in Europe and his residual response, that's garbage. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so you kind of said, okay, well maybe, you know, maybe the journal got it wrong. Maybe, maybe the reporting is incorrect. Uh, but then the administration came out, uh, the next day you had the white house press secretary say, no, no, no. Uh, you know, this could happen. Uh, we're, we're thinking about this. And then the president actually was asked about it a few days later. And then he, in turn, all, went after the reporter and said, I never said it was garbage. And, and, and you know, and sort of, you know, but, uh, you know, there's uh, the president uh, doesn't have much credibility, Kathy. Uh, and and it's it's uh, it's really shocking uh, to see how badly he shredded his own credibility, right? right. I mean, yet again, and, and right, but, but but and just but just this particular policy. I think the reason so many of us are outraged. First off, it, it's so out of bounds. Yes, um, that people that are breaking our laws, uh, you know, somebody breaks into your house and all of a sudden you owe them a death gratuity. It's just it's or you owe them owe them a gratuity. It's just right. it's kind of incredible. Right. It's just, it boggles. <laughs> don't the mind. break into my house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't break my laws. Don't come into my house. I, you know, exactly. You know, you're going to jail. You're not going to be. I don't I'm owe you anything. To, you owe me something. Exactly. I'm going um, to protect my family and sure. my property, and it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. and myself. Yeah. So, uh, so that is certainly you know something that is you know worthy of 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 pointing out. But the other thing is that what this is going to do. Uh, is the uh, the cartels have been good at taking you know President Biden's leg? Yeah, look, when he was running for president last year, he said, "Look, I'm going to give free health care to every illegal alien. Uh, I'm going to give benefits to illegal aliens." I mean, I, I want you know you, you've got uh, some on the far left that are saying that you know illegal aliens should be able to vote. Oh, uh, give them the right to vote. You know what? Mm-hmm. And I'd heard I'd heard you say something about that, and and I and I thought it was just you know rumor, or just social you know social media fodder. But where is this? In, legitimately, you're not just saying like, oh, just give them the right to vote. This is no, what somebody was trying to oh, really no, no, do no. this. New York City, San Francisco. Absolutely. The very far left cities in our country are trying to say <sighs> illegal aliens can vote in, in the municipal elections. They can't vote in the federal elections because federal laws stop them from doing that. Oh, but they're goodness. trying to change that at the municipal level, at the state level. Yeah, absolutely. And so but but understand this four hundred fifty thousand dollar death. This four hundred fifty thousand dollar. Um, separation, separation yeah. payment, or you know, whatever this, it is. This, this this benefit, uh, which is a staggering amount of money, right. uh, for any family, um, uh, and, and you know, it's you know, the, uh, believe you me, the cartels are going to say, hey, look, if you go, we're going to be able to help you get this four hundred. You know, get your get your million dollars now. Well, didn't come you say, north, yeah, you know? c- come <laughs> on, didn't um, you say that the cartel? And I hope, and this is one of those things. I hope I misunderstood sure. what you were saying. Is the cartel advertising on TV? Absolutely. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so the cartels, and, they, and they've been doing this for, you know, you know almost mm. as long as Biden has been president, right? So they go on TV and say, we're really good at smuggling. Uh, we'll get you safely.
obviously to North America, you know, we've got the nicest, uh, we've got the nicest rides, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll help you get there. But what's incredible is, is the Biden administration has turned the border patrol into an extension of the cartels uh, against their will. This is not what they want to do. Uh, but basically the cartels are owed money. The money is payable um, at the, at the moment that the, that the, that the trafficked person is delivered to border patrol. Because the expectation mm. is that Border Patrol will then get them to the last mile. I mean, they'll, they'll, you know, hey, once, if I get them to the, the McAllen, yeah, pro, if I get the, this Don, far, the Donna Processing yeah. Center, then they're going to be good. Then they'll get a bus ticket. Then they'll get a plane ticket. Uh, and they'll be able to go anywhere in America they want to go. And the cartels are able to extract uh, their payment. And, and look, nobody crosses the border in the southern sector of the United States unless they're paying off the cartels. Mm. The cartels will kill people that go without paying uh, they'll beat people up. They go without paying. Um, they're very violent. They're they're human traffickers. Right. They're criminals, right. um, and they have a criminal enterprise. It's a multi billion dollar criminal enterprise, and they're trafficking human beings, and 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 Joe Biden is allowing this criminal enterprise to thrive, to thrive. Yeah, and I just I don't uh, understand and, and that in in America. Sure, and, and these, uh, you these know are how choice. is this happening? You can't make this up. This is a crisis of his own making. I mean, the President Biden it has is. done this. He's, he's made it, you know, hey, look, day yeah. one, I'm not going to build a wall. Day one, I'm not going to deport people. Day one, I'm going to I'm gonna um, stop with the, uh, uh, the Remain in Mexico policy. And those decisions uh, made by President Biden uh, of his own volition, no one, no one made him do this. He said, right. hey, I'm going to do all these things. Right. Uh, and, and it has made the most unsecure border we've had uh, in, in, our, in, our, in our country's history. And this, this $450,000... It's an insult to taxpayers. Uh, it's yeah. it's uh, it's it's the wrong thing to do. It sends the wrong message. It tells people coming into this country illegally will pay you money. Yeah, uh, yeah this will be because good literally times. that's what it is. I mean, well, literally that's what it is. If you come into this country yeah, illegally, we will pay you money. Get cash. You're, and so, you're gonna get, and not just and not, a little bit. Yeah. a ton. And then yeah, think not about, just not just walk around money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not just some pocket change so you can go to the grocery right. store. Yeah. No, or you can maybe yeah, afford you're, gas. You're gonna hit the this jackpot. Is, you're, you're gonna hit the jackpot. Your family can potentially be set for life. So, so um. Okay, then, then help me with what kind of a message does this send to somebody who has come here legally? You know, we've got you and I both have friends. We know tons of sure. folks. I, you've been to the ceremonies where you see oh, people yeah. who have who have worked hard to become a citizen of the United States of America, and they're so proud of it. And it's such a joyous time for their family and their friends, and for all of us here in America. What message does this send to the person who's doing this legally? Um, well, it sends a message that you don't have to do it legally. And in fact, you know, if you come here legally, you're not going to get your $450,000. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so it, it's, it, this is you know, what, what President Biden has done here. I mean, he's made our country less secure. Um, mm. And, the, you know, the drugs that are coming across our border, I think that's, you know, I, you know we, we have a serious opioid addiction problem in Huge. our country. Huge. Um, you know, I, do, you, do you have some numbers on, on that the sure. drug number? I, because I, yeah. so, so, I've heard staggering so numbers ten, on that. So 10 years ago, uh, and this had been true for you know about a decade, we were losing right. between ten and 15,000 people a year to drug yeah. overdoses, which is, and look, and each one of those deaths is tragic. It's a family that's grieving with that. It's a, it's, it's, I mean, they're, they're real human costs. And right. like I've met with, uh, you know, met with a father and mother here in Frisco, Texas, uh, whose son, you know, died from, uh, you know, from a, you know, mm. from a, from an, uh, uh, actually it was a can, a synthetic cannabinoid that killed, killed their son. Mm. Uh, you know, first, you know, 17 years old. And the last text to his father is, I love you. And, 
Never comes home. That was it. Uh, hmm. you know, and it could be, you know, you, you think, oh, well, these kids dying of drugs, it's, cause they, it's because they do drugs all the time. Some of these kids, no, you no. know, I, I remember back, this was back in the 90s, an opioid death from um, a, a young man, you know, great kid, great family, was at a party after a football game, tried tried the drug once, and it killed him yep. because it just, you know, and you never yeah. know what's in it nowadays, sure. especially with what's coming yeah. illegally across the border. Yeah. And, and but this problem has accelerated from, you know, and, la- you know, last year, all-time record high, we lost 92 thousand Americans. Oh my goodness. Right? And that's that is more Americans mm. that died in all the wars since I've been alive. It's it's more Americans that died in Vietnam. Mm. In twelve years of, of mm. combat, we lost fifty six thousand Americans over a twelve year conflict in Vietnam. We're talking about ninety two thousand Americans lost in one year. And the problem with the drugs coming over the border as a result of President Biden's reckless, you know, and, and, and clearly at this point He's got to, I mean, there's no question that it's failed. There's no question that, I mean, you know, we're, well, we're past no, the point of. None of them are coming down to the border. Yeah. And Harris kind of got close to the border-ish sure. area. Border-ish. And she's supposed to be. <laughs> that was good. That was good. You can hashtag Border-ish. that. Yeah. yeah. And so, oh. she, and, and she's basically like, oh, there's no problem. It's all good. She's laughing all this kind of stuff off as she's tr- being interviewed. And yeah. I'm just like, I, they have to know. Sure. But they're making sure, and what she's, the borders are? We have, yeah, so we have had 170,000 people come, be apprehended on the southern border every month, more than 170,000 every month, seven months in a row, the most that has ever happened in the history of our country. So we have the least secure border. And, and, you've, and you've got, you know, President Harris, President Biden, Vice President Harris, President Biden, you've got Secretary Mayorkas, the health, uh, the, um, the Department of Homeland yeah. Security Secretary, Say, oh no, it's secure. We're making progress. Uh, you know, <laughs> no. the border is closed. Yeah, you know, and it's just it's just obviously patently false. They know it's patently false. Uh, I think they're hoping the American people are stupid. They're hoping the American people, you know, can't wake up, can't yeah. see the fact and the facts are the facts, right? You can't you can't change the number of people that are apprehended right. by border patrol right. on the southern border. Um, and the other thing is, you know that we had the most secure border in the history of our country last year. We did under President Trump. God bless him. Yeah. Yeah. No. Look, President Trump got this right. He did. President he Trump, did. President Trump. You know, he he was building the wall. He was deporting people. Yes. He he got the Remain in Mexico policy negotiated, yeah. implemented, and it worked. It was very effective. And President Biden inherited the most secure border we have had in the probably in the history of our country. Right. Uh, and look at look at what Joe Biden has squandered it. And 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 he's and he's intentional about yeah. about destroying uh, our border security. But going back to this drug problem, um, you know, right here in DFW, um, in, in Tarrant County, uh, the, um, the sheriff there is saying that, you know, this is in the Wall Street Journal, that, that drugs have gone from $50 a hit for uh, a hit of fentanyl in January to, to $15 mm. uh, in a, in a six-month period. And so a can, kid can use their lunch money, Congressman. I mean, literally, you can yeah. take your lunch money or the gas money your parents give you, and you can afford drugs easily right now it, it is it, and there is i i can't imagine that is going to get that's i'm i am afraid for what the next net set of numbers are in this uh-huh. opioid crisis uh and you know a lot of them are made in china uh china is is sending oh, yeah. them through our southern border so china is exploiting president biden's you know stupidity on securing our southern right. border and, you know, I mean, you got to give President Trump credit for credits due. I mean, he secured the border. Absolutely. The border was the most secure it been in a generation. Um, we're all grateful for that level of security. It was really important. 
uh, and President President Biden has just absolutely wrecked that. You know, and I and, 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 and I, I don't know if I've told you this story. I had um, a girlfriend of mine who did um, private investigative work, and it was and she was helping out with uh, sex trafficking rings. Yeah. And unfortunately, oh, well, because immediately, I mean, it was overnight that Biden took what Trump had did and undid it just with the swipe of a pen. And she ended up losing her job. They all said, oh, it's it's now too dangerous for people who had been trained to apprehend sex offenders. So she's, you know, she's since has found another job. But that's pretty scary when people who are professionally trained to go down there and help us, mm-hmm. even as a private investigator and help, you know, nab some of these folks before they come and get our kids. Mm-hmm. And it's too dangerous. And then all of a sudden they're out of work. Incredible. There's something wrong with that. There's just yeah. something wrong with that. And then, then I want to transition to talk about vaccines. And sure. so we've got these folks coming across the border that we have no idea what they're bringing over, who they're coming with, who they're going to see, where they end up. But then help me out with all of the folks who are just good, hardworking American citizens sure. who are losing their jobs yeah. because you know and i've and i've got a friend who had covid has been tested for the antibodies is through the roof on the antibodies to the point where i'm like hey if i get covid i'm going to this person sure. for platelets or donation of whatever it is they donate that that helps you get he- get healthy again um they get were given a a religious exemption very woke company that this person works for they were given a religious exemption and they were told, but it's only until May, and then we're going to revisit it. And so I asked my friend, I said, are you going to convert to a different religion between now and May? And he's like, no. But in the meantime, he has also been banned from uh, any social activities. And this is somebody who yeah. works from home. So, sure. you know, you kind of count on those team-building activities, sure. banned from those. And I understand private sector, private sector companies can do what they want, but at this point, you've got we're telling military and we're telling TSA. We're, t- we're telling all of these OSHA. I mean, help me out with how crazy this vaccine thing has gotten. Yeah, it's, you know, it's deeply concerning. I think it begins at the human level. I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, actually on Monday, I was uh, talking to the Concerned Veterans for America. They had a panel yeah. and uh, a gentleman came out to me and he's a police officer. Uh, worse than, and he, he's, he's a National Guardsman, right? So yep. this is a person serving his country doubly, right? He's in the National yes. Guard. He's, he's a police officer. You know, I mean, he's, he's, a, you know, he's a frontline worker that's keeping our community safe. He's willing to fight for freedom overseas. Um, and, uh, and he's facing a dishonorable discharge in the National Guard, which would then cause him to lose his job as a police officer, right? I, I, I mean, mean so this is think, unreal. Think, think, so think about the, the, the human cost um, to his family, to his guard unit, to his police department, um, you know, you just think about, you know, uh, you know, I talked to a young woman who you know, is just beginning her career, uh, working for a you know major investment bank. Um, right. and she's actually here here uh, here in Dallas, and um, you know, she 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 caught COVID about a year ago, recovered just fine. Right. She's got antibodies, and her firm's like, we don't care. You know, you you need to get you need to be vaccinated. And she's like, well, look. And she actually went, got a blood test. Right. And said, look, I have antibodies. Yeah. Like, I, I, I am actually I'm safer. Better than I'm safer than someone who's yes. vaccinated. Yes. I'm actually the safest person in this team. Yes. Because I'm the only person who has antibodies. Right. I don't think I need this. You know, there, there's a medical, I mean, there's a medical argument, right? You're making yes. a medicine argument. You know, forget, so know. science isn't yeah. even good enough so, for so the what left about now. Sci- what about science? Uh, you know, and so, and so, um, you know, and then, and then I think that, 
uh, and then there's, and look, there, unfortunately, there are story after story after story like that. I mean, and it's, you know, I had the worried mother calling me and saying, look, my, my son is facing time in the brig. Um, you know, I mean, after, you know, after how many combat tours and how much service in, in the, in the defense of our nation and now, because they don't yeah. want to get a shot. Right. It's, and, and then, and then I think there's institutional damage. Uh, and I think that you're going to see, uh, and you, you've, you know, the, you know, the, the beginnings of it, you know, you look at New York city and all of a sudden they're shutting down 20% of their fire stations. Uh, people, you know, you look at LA where they're, they're, they're firing police officers or putting yeah. them on furlough. You're looking you think of and those that that's happened. That is that is so you know right. that that is the future. I was talking to a company, uh, major manufacturing company, the brand name everybody knows. They're saying, look, we estimate between a third and half of our employees are vaccinated. If we have a vaccine mandate, we we are not going to have a company anymore. That 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 company ceases to exist. Um, because they, they can't make stuff. They're a manufacturing company. This is what they do. They make things. Well, and, we're and all, mm. we've already got a, a supply um, a oh. supply chain issue right oh, now. You've got is... empty shelves. Sure. And, and I've, you know, I I'm, be, have become friendly with one of the managers at the grocery store that I frequent the most. And his thing is, hey, we, we, um, we can't, you know, we, we would love to be able to provide that to you. But guess what? We've got folks who are they can't get trucks here. They're like, we literally sure. wait every day. And if a big truck pulls no, up, we're like, is, yeah. This you is going to create tremendous supply yeah. chain problems. And, and, and I, you know, and I, I'll tell you one other personal story. I was talking to an individual who said, look, um, I work for a big company. Uh, I, I work, I do training. I do it all by Zoom. I do everything from home. I do okay. not act with any of my, uh, any of my coworkers. Right. I'm being told I will be fired. If I do not get vaccinated, right? It's, it's, it's uh, not about science. This is a person science. who's never going to be around anybody in a company in that company yeah, and expose I, I, them. I mean, but it just but it goes to how how crazed and you know and 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 you know in, in the institutional cost. Um, you know, you talk about. You know, I was met with the secretary of the VA a few weeks ago, and he said, "Look, we're going to fire every employee that's not vaccinated." And you're like, "Holy cow!" Like, you know. 15 million Americans get their yeah. health care from the VA. It's it's the largest health care system in our country. I mean, that would country. be a, a national tragedy if, if all of a oh. sudden they're, they're, everybody that didn't well, the shots like go on the same lose, day. you know, 2 to 10% of their employees, and it'll be, and they will and they will lose entire sections, right? I mean, you know, hey, we lost every radiology tech. Or, yes. You know, at, at this or every VA. HR person, yeah, so nobody or, can process or whatever, paperwork. Or, or 80% of them, right. right? I mean, you know, and all of a sudden, like, it's, I mean, you know, pieces of, this, of the machine grind to a halt because, and again, this is an institutional mm-hmm. company. You know, there was a report yesterday saying, look, TSA thinks that they could lose 20,000 agents. And right? I'm sorry, is it already, I've got, you know, you see on social media people saying, oh, delayed again, delayed again, well, can't, you know, can't yeah, fly here, can't fly there. You're talking about, you're talking about creating a, literally an economic catastrophe and and what's what i think what's incredibly horrible is the is the biden administration um you know they 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 said over and over again uh even you know when when president biden was running for president um you know jen saki said this you know uh you 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 watched you know dr fauci cdc officials they said look we do not have the legal or statutory authority to implement a vaccine mandate we cannot do this we do not have this power and then you had, you know, the worst foreign policy disaster in the history of our country, mm. the withdrawal from Afghanistan. Horrible. Right? Which was a total disaster. Horrible. Don't it's you a, have people who are going through your office still trying to get out? I, I have, I have, you know, my office is tracking 450 people okay. who are trying to, who have ties to the third district, who have right. ties, you know, who have family here right. in this district, who are trying to get out of Afghanistan. 
And in the, in the 90 days since we withdrew, we have been able to get one of those people out, one. And the State Department has been abysmal about trying to get them out. But well, in an, And then Biden's on TV, national TV, saying everybody who wanted to get out got out. Yeah, and that's, no, that's a lie. You've got 399 yeah. people still that y'all are trying oh, yeah. to help get We're out. We're trying to get people out right and now. And that's just in your congressional right. are, district. Can you imagine yeah. all over the country? Absolutely. No, and there are hundreds of American citizens that are trapped behind enemy lines that are stuck in Afghanistan. Uh, and this administration, you know, Ooh. has been, you know, dishonest about it and, and furthermore has tried to has tried to, you know, cover it up and, and hide it. In another way they try to cover it up was by so nine days after the withdrawal from Afghanistan. President Biden, you know, said, hey, we're going to do a vaccine mandate. And I think it was an effort to distract from a disaster, think, but he has I created another right. disaster. Yeah. And I think that's the he, – he's shredding the Constitution. He doesn't have the statutory or legal authority to do this. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and this is just – he's trying to placate the far left. It's a social control experiment. We just want to make people do something. We want to be in control of your lives, cradle yeah. to grave. And it's 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 about authoritarianism. It's about telling people what to do, no matter what yeah. the cost. No matter no matter if it hurts that 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 police, you know, that policeman who's in a national guard unit, whether it hurts God, that's horrible. Um, God whether bless it hurts the, the, mm. the you know the, 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 the father who's got three kids who works from home doing training for his kids, whether it hurts, you know, that young person starting their career off that you know, that they're facing getting fired for not getting vaccinated, and whether it, you know, destroys the TSA, whether it destroy you know, whether parts of the of the yeah. of the VA uh, are harmed. And I mean and just I'm, you know, you're talking about intelligence analysts, you know, I mean, the Ooh. intelligence community is like, wow, what are we going to, we're, we're going to be letting go thousands of people. Uh, and I, I give you, I give you another personal story, uh, you know, here in North Texas, talking to somebody who works for a defense contractor. And they're like, look, right. I've been here, I've been at this company, you know, helping to manufacture advanced weapons for 34 years, right? An important person for the, for, for the, for this country yeah. to be safe. He's like, I'm facing a vaccine mandate. I was going to work here for three or four more years, but now I'm just going to retire. And that's a valuable member sure. of that team that we still need. Absolutely. You know, no. it, 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 again, it makes no sense. It's, there's you, nothing logical about it. Absolutely. No, you've got a real problem in this country. Time now. You need people to work. Yeah. And you yes. Got, you, you, time now. You've got a problem. Your labor force participation is low. You're, you, you've got not you know too many jobs, not enough workers. And the Biden administration figured out yet again how to violate the Constitution, break the law, implement something that is that is unconstitutional. I mean, it's been it's been stayed in the Fifth Circuit, right? So that's that's yeah. Because there's some good right. news. Yeah. Uh, it's been it's been delayed in the Fifth Circuit, um, and and you know, but the Biden administration is literally saying we think you should do it anyway. I, we don't care that it was. Hey, we I was don't, just like, say, they didn't care. They didn't yeah. care about what happened in Louisiana. Now the Fifth Circuit, yeah. they're like. Yeah, that's okay. We, yeah. you, we're going to sure. move forward with this, and it just it it doesn't make sense. So, you know, I, I mean, obviously, you're sitting here. You're a voice of reason. Sure. You know, you're a good, strong, conservative, we the people voice in Congress. But you and your conservative colleagues, y'all well, are, are trying we to are, fight we are, something. We are fighting that, this. What can you do? We are fighting tooth and nail. Uh, we have signed on to. You know, I've signed on to numerous pieces of legislation. Right. Uh, I actually. Uh, last week, signed on to um, uh, Congressman Massey's uh, bill um, stopping the vaccine mandate in the military. I actually tried to try to get that, you know, forced onto the floor for a vote on the House. 
uh, working with uh, Congressman Fred Keller from right. Pennsylvania. He has a piece of legislation that we're currently drafting right now uh, to try to strike down the OSHA mandate right. through what's something called the Congressional Review, Review Act, which allows Congress to strike down uh, all regulations oh, that, okay. that we don't like. Okay. And so, and that actually requires just a majority vote in each chamber. So if that's that's good so to know. If we if we take the House and the Senate, we will actually be able to strike down OSHA mandates. So, uh, and, and so explain, let's let's talk about the importance of these midterm sure. elections and and how crucial they are. If if we don't get the majority of the House in yeah. 2022, if we don't get you back and and, you know, our, our other conservative folks plus win seats in right. both the House and the Senate. It's it's just I can't even imagine how bad it could get, Congressman. Well, I, yeah, I mean, so our, our, you know, our best chance, you know, let me, let me say this, applying pressure to this administration, they, you know, they're not bound by principle, right? No. I mean, they're, they're, no. you know, and so, so you watch them, you know, a few weeks ago, they, they said, I think, I think we were on the show, you know, and they, it was reported that they were, the, the administration was going to reinstitute the remain in Mexico policy, which they've been ordered by a court right. to do. They've been right. ordered in court, you will do this. You will follow the law. Remain in Mexico. We'll go back in. They hemmed and hawed for six weeks. They finally said, okay, we're going to do that. And then last week they started saying, well, eh, we're probably not going to do that. And what happened was is the left activated, went crazy on, on the administration, and the administration caved once again to the radical left that said, we don't want the Remain in Mexico policy. We don't want a secure border. Right. We want an open border. We want people to come here illegally. And Biden administration, you're going to help us do that. And so once again, they... They they changed courses, uh, <laughs> and, you know yet again, uh, and so yeah, you, you, it's but, hard to keep up but, with. But it, yeah. but I think hopefully the pressure. I mean, you know, look, I and other members of Congress. This is why I've signed on to so many bills, so many letters, talking about it with you here today. Right. Uh, you know, and and this is this is and this is this is this is gonna get worse. It's gonna get a lot worse because it's not. Again, you know, the New York. Fire department, the LA police officers. That, that was the beginning, yes. right? I mean, that that was That's that was a few wave. weeks ago, right. and they were early. And you kind of see, oh wow, you're breaking stuff, right? Right. I mean, oh, if you got a fire, if you have enough fires in New York City, you're not going to be saved. You, you're going to people. You're, you you're, yeah, your your building is going to burn. Your, your, your apartment burn. building is yeah. going to burn in New York City. It's just it's just they, right. they don't have they don't have they do not have and they they have made the policy choices to to make sure. In addition to those firemen not having jobs, in addition to those police officers yeah. not having jobs, in addition to hurting those, I and mean, there's an individual damage, there's institutional damage, and there's societal damage. Yeah. Um, and so I think you're going to see, you know, again, it begins with the individual, and then there's institutional, and then there's societal damage. But it's it's damaged at all three levels, and, and the Biden administration is figuring out how to do it. Yeah. Um, and we need to continue to be loud and point this out and and, and really highlight the damage that the Biden administration is yeah. doing through these vaccine mandates, which are, again, they're unconstitutional. They're illegal. Oh, they and are. they know that. They know it. And they said it. I mean, like, it's not like <laughs> we're not putting words in their mouth or, or this is not our opinion. This is their opinion. Yeah. This is what they've said, you know, as recently as July. You know, I mean, the president, Jen Psaki, you know, Dr. Fauci, we can't do that. We don't have the authority. Yeah. It's not legal. We don't have the constitution. It's never happened. It never happened in the history of our country. And it's not like some law changed that then gave them the power. No, 
No, and again, it just it. it I mean, I know you've got you've got to get going because you've got a number of number of other stops today, including we had spoken earlier. Sure. Um, Flags of Honor. You're going to going to be um, um, honoring a, a veteran who is a POW, and yep. very very excited to be part of that with you this afternoon. Um, thank you for coming in studio. We look forward to oh. seeing you. Um, you're going to be our closing guest tomorrow for our second annual Veterans Day Telethon. Yay. So really excited about that. Um, Chuck Wright says hello to you. Good good. Um, but I. You know, if people want to reach out to you and just reiterate sure. that, yes, this is insanity going on, yes, oh, the please, president yeah, is going the wrong do. way, how <clears throat> do they do that, Congress? Sure. It, look, it, whatever's easiest for you, if you want to call into my office, if you want to email into my office, if you want to... If you want to write a write a, a handwritten yeah. letter, if you want to type something out and mail it in, if you want to send it in by fax, yep. whatever works for you, we're willing to take your communication um, and, 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 and it helps us. The more people that right. express what's important to them, it helps me to know what, what is on the minds of people, and I'm grateful for that. Uh, I continue my 100% meeting policy. Love it. Um, love it. And I'm actually going to be actually going to go actually meet with some constituents after this. And, I love it. Um, awesome. We're, we're, I think we're, we're almost at a 1,300 meetings since I've That's been fantastic. in Congress. So, That's fantastic. So work hard to, to you know, want, want everybody's input. Well, and we, we appreciate you. We appreciate you trying to fight against all of this insanity out here. You know, each week that we talk to you, I just keep thinking and kind of laughing because what do you, if not, I'm going to cry. Just keep thinking what you're reporting from D.C. can't get worse. And my goodness, Congressman, if it doesn't just get worse and worse and worse. So um, we've got lots of work to do to get you more support in Congress. So some of these things that you and your conservative colleagues are doing can shut this stuff down. So we appreciate you and your service. And again, and thank you um, for your service to our country. As a matter of fact, this is uh, Coach Quigley will be upset if I don't say this. He said, happy. Is it? 246th birthday Absolutely. for the United States Marine Corps. So he wanted Thank to make you. sure that we it told is, you happy birthday. It is birthday. the Marine Corps' yeah. birthday. Uh, we all run around. Uh, my, my phone blew up this morning with texts from all my buddy Marines oh, saying, I love it. I happy love birthday, it. Marine. Happy birthday, <laughs> Marine. And so, yeah, it's uh, the Marine Corps uh, is, a, is a small, small group, small band. Uh, and uh, we we all like to wish each other happy birthday and uh, build a spirit of Corps by just saying, hey, we're Today's our birthday, 246 years of, uh, of serving our country and going in every climb and place where we could take a gun. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, th- thank you, and God bless you for your service. We continue to pray for you and sure. your family and, and, and the folks in Washington, D.C. who are trying to help you push back the forces of darkness because it just it gets crazier. And um, we'll see you tomorrow. And then uh, to the crew, we will see you soon. We'll be on from 9 until 3 tomorrow. Um, if you are a, a veteran and you are a member of the crew and you want to just give a shout-out, out tomorrow i've got a zoom link for you or you can come on in studio and then venture x who has graciously offered the studio space for free tomorrow and services of nathaniel who will be our producer for free so we really appreciate that venture x they're also doing a happy hour and celebrating veterans after our show tomorrow i think around 4 30 or 5 so stay tuned for more information about that we'd love to see you have a blessed day see y'all soon